Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast, presented by BYU Speeches, featuring BYU devotionals and forums specially curated to accompany your weekly Come Follow Me studies. Be sure to check out our other podcasts by searching BYU Speeches wherever you get your podcasts or by visiting speeches.byu.edu slash podcasts. Why don't you have crosses on your buildings of worship? Why aren't your chapels built in the shape of a cross? Why don't you encourage your people to wear and display crosses? What is the church's policy toward crosses? From Matthew, the 16th chapter, verses 24 and 25. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. We in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in response to these questions that I said initially, we try to teach our people to carry their crosses rather than display or wear them. Over the centuries, in the minds of millions, the cross has been recognized as a symbol of Christianity. The Savior himself has given us the bread and water as emblems of his sacrifice and death. My message to you this day is take up your cross. Take yourself the way you are and lift yourself in the direction of the better. Regardless of where you have been, what you have done, or what you haven't done. Trust God. Believe on Him. Relate to Him. Worship Him as you carry your cross with dignity and determination. We save our lives by losing them for His sake. As you find yourself, you will find God. This is true. I declare that to you. It is his promise. Take up the real cross of Jesus Christ. What kind of cross do you bear? What is its shape, weight, size, or dimension? We all have them. Some are very visible while others are not always evident. Sometimes the heaviest personal cross could be to to carry no cross at all. Some crosses we carry and bear are these. Maybe you will relate to one or more. The cross of loneliness, the cross of physical limitations, the loss of a leg, an arm, hearing, seeing, mobility, obvious crosses. 
we see people with these crosses and we admire their strength in carrying them with dignity. The cross of poor health, the cross of transgression, the cross of success, the cross of temptation, the cross of beauty, fame, and wealth. Some of you would like to have that one. <laughs> cross of financial burdens. The cross of criticism. The cross of peer rejection. What if we are challenged with more than one cross? I had a beautiful young lady say to me yesterday, Elder Ashton, it just isn't time for me to have another cross. I'm not quite used to the one I'm carrying now. How can I handle both? Truly, suffering is part of our mortal existence. And suffering is not all bad. Today I'd like to talk in more detail about certain crosses in life that are real, but are not always recognized or visible. Number one, the cross of a violated trust on the part of a parent, a family member, a teacher, a bishop, a state presidency member, a boyfriend, a classmate, a return missionary, a girlfriend, etc. Some let an act of mistrust on the part of someone who is close to us shatter our todays and tomorrows. When my endowed father, a friend of mine said, when my endowed father left my mom for a scheming secretary, it was more than I could bear. She was bitter. This cross was causing her to crumble. She had never looked upon it as a cross. It was hatred and resentment. I can't believe my father would let us down. What's the use? Another? When my boyfriend talked me into a couple of drinks, and then took advantage of me morally, it caused me to never trust anyone again. A cross which is breaking her because she has not decided that with God's help she can carry that. Another just during the week, a broken-hearted wife of a year and a half my husband, a return missionary, told me it was okay, so I, so I did it. Compromising 
immoral intimacies. A letter during the week from the father of two BYU co-eds who were the victims of improper conduct on the part of imperfect people on campus. The father and mother were shattered. We can't stand to believe and know that that could happen to our students at Brigham Young University. We're proud of this campus, but it's made up of imperfect people and sometimes very imperfect things happen, even though we thank God that they are few and less here than any other place we know of. Can even these types of hidden crosses be carried for future strength instead of causing us to fall and not get back? Behold, he who has repented of his sins, the same is forgiven. And I, the Lord, remember them no more. Sometimes it's easier for the Lord not to remember them than it is for us. And it becomes a cross because we will not do ourselves a favor of carrying on. By this ye may know if a man repent of his sins. Behold, he will confess them and forsake them. Can you carry appropriately the cross of forgiveness? Some of us would rather carry a cross than confess and start anew. In George Q. Cannon's wonderful book, The Life of Joseph Smith the Prophet, he points out repeatedly that the greatest cross that Joseph Smith had to bear, and he had many, was the cross of trusted friends who were not worthy of the word trust. His heartaches, his death, his inconveniences were caused by those where trust had been misplaced. Number two, another cross that isn't always visible but on occasion can be very heavy and very worrisome. The cross of self-unacceptance. A continuing unwillingness to accept oneself, self-condemnation, low self-appraisal. Can you find it in your heart to once in a while give yourself a good grade on your behavior? Or do you give yourself low marks no matter what you do because you carry the cross of self-unacceptance. An unannounced but obvious self-imposed personal enemy number one status in regard to ourselves is a heavy cross. 
Sometimes in solitude and in humility, there's only one person on the earth that can be your advocate, and that must be you, someone who will not self-condemn under that cross and cause us to fail. Being down on oneself is a destructive situation. As we bear this kind of a cross, we have a tendency to reach the levels we expect of ourselves. What a cross to convince yourself, I'm no good. I can't do it. I can't make it. What a cross that doesn't even show. But by lifting that cross, we can become more than we would have been had we not been required to carry the cross. Some of us spend too much time protecting our wounded selves. Living in a world of always wishing you were some other person with greater talents and greater strengths is a handicap, is a cross that is not visible but so real. It is a cross to bear when we fail to realize that with God's help we can overcome, we can be victorious and can accomplish much. I love this quotation, and I suppose I use it more than any other one, as I try to give encouragement to family and to friends like you. And it came to pass that when Ammon had said these words, his brother Aaron rebuked him, saying, Ammon, I fear that thy joy doth carry thee away unto boasting. But Ammon said unto him, I do not boast in my own strength nor in mine own wisdom, but behold, my joy is full. Yea, my heart is brim with joy, and I will rejoice in my God. Now this. Yea, I know that I am nothing. As to my strength, I am weak. Therefore, I will not boast of myself, but I will boast of my God, for in his strength I can do all things. I wish we believed that. I wish we practiced that. I wish we knew that. There are days when people have been called to positions of responsibility, like I have to have to go humbly and say, God, I'm weak, but with your help, we can do it and give him a chance to help us lift that cross of inadequate strength. Behold, many mighty miracles we have wrought in this land for which we will praise his name forever. 
Behold how many thousands of our brethren he has loosed from the pains of hell, and they are brought to sing redeeming love, and this because of the power of his word which is in us. Therefore have we not great reason to rejoice. It is a fact of life that God can make our crosses easier to bear if we are but willing to admit we have one or more and seek his help. From the Doctrine and Covenants, section 52, verse 2, And he that will not take up his cross and follow me and keep my commandments the same shall not be saved. A willingness to take oneself as he or she is and build from there is pleasing to God. If you have more than one cross, if you have three or four, maybe we could build a ladder out of them and use them to get to new heights. Sometimes becoming is more important than achieving or arriving. I'm not talking about self-indulgence. I'm talking about self-acceptance and that all tomorrows can be in our favor if we carry in a spirit of commitment and self-encouragement. Number three, the cross of counsel resistance. Some of us have a tendency to resent, to resist, rebel, delay, to debate worthy direction, supervision, communication, and indifferences. I plead with you to avoid the ranks of professional counsel resistors. By such statements as, who are you to tell me? I didn't come here to be babysit. Why all the restrictions? Where does the free agency come in? Why don't you just leave us alone? Some carry that heavy cross of wanting to rebel or resist counsel that comes from friends. We reject it because it may cause inconvenience, or we may not be able to see far enough ahead to see the value. In the 23rd section of the Doctrine and Covenants, verse 6, Joseph Knight was counseled to pray. Quote, Behold, I manifest unto you, Joseph Knight, by these words, that you must take up your cross in the which you must pray vocally before the world as well as in secret and in your family and among your friends and in all places. 
Sometimes we are given crosses so that we can be taught to pray. Crosses become lighter. They become manageable when we learn to pray and when we learn to put up with delays in our prayer seeking. An unwillingness to listen and learn can be a silent cross of considerable weight. Carry the cross of constant prayer even when answers are slow or difficult to accept. Number four, the cross of living among many Mormons. I hope I can get out of that one all right. <laughs> Did you ever think of it as a cross? Having many Mormons for many church assignments may not be as rewarding and developing as situations where there are few Mormons to do many church responsibilities. Some of you come from locations where your strength, your commitment, your attendance made the difference. Sometimes it's easy in this kind of a climate and these conditions to let the cross of many Mormons make us weak because we feel in our hearts someone else will do it. Complacency, lack of enthusiasm, and involvement can be the fruits of too many. Often there is great strength and development in minority situations, even where many of you came from before you came to campus. Like the two boys, the only two deacons in a small branch, and one boy said, I must be awfully important because I'm 50%. How sad, and I hope untrue the statement, there aren't enough church jobs to go around. Beware of the cross of complacency and an attitude of not being needed. It is a cross when your attitude is someone else can do that. I'll wait for another assignment. Number five, the, the cross of caustic comments. To ridicule, to have pleasure out of constantly putting people down, murmuring, 
contention, slander, gossip, putting yourself down and enjoying it. Avoid being a rumor reservoir. If you're part of a rumor reservoir, you are entitled to drown. <clears throat> Some people enjoy being caustic. Some have careless and sharp tongues as crosses. Ours is not to live with them, but to reshape and manage tongues and minds that enjoy being caustic. A home of contention is more than a cross. It is a curse. Some homes, without decoration, without rehearsal, train the inhabitants to be critical. It is an invisible cross of tremendous power and is destructive if we carry that kind of cross. From 2 Nephi chapter 26, verse 32, And again the Lord God hath commanded that men should not contend one with another. Contention is not good. A caustic tongue can construct additional crosses that are so unnecessary. A critical tongue is a cross easily removed, but only you can do it. Cross number six, the cross of adulation. Be careful. Be aware. Be wise when people speak well of you. When people treat you with great respect and love, be careful. Be aware. Be wise. When you're honored, pointed out and recognized, it can be a cross, especially if you believe what is said about you. <clears throat> Being a BYU student, a Mormon, return missionary, BYU faculty, BYU administration, a general authority, a prophet, temple married. Some people know these identifications for you, and although you take them for granted, they're lofty, but they're cross, and you must bear them well. Be careful, be aware, be wise. 
It sounds juvenile and unnecessary to say, but perhaps you need to be reminded that just being on this campus in the eyes of millions is an identification of adulation. It's a wonderful blessing, but it's a cross to be carried appropriately. Praise of the world can be a heavy cross. How often I've heard it said over the years, he was great until he became successful. And then he couldn't handle it. I'm not talking about money, position. I'm talking about recognition. Even in church responsibilities, we should honor callings and responsibilities, but realize what we are and what we do will depend on the strength of a cross. I would pray that we would avoid being carried away by praise, success, or even achieving goals that we set for ourselves. From the 8th chapter of Mormon, 38, 39th verses, O ye pollutions, ye hypocrites, ye teachers, who sell yourselves for that which will canker, why have ye polluted the Holy Church of God? Why are you ashamed to take upon you the name of Christ? Why do ye think that greater is the value of an endless happiness than the misery which never dies because of the praise of the world? Why do you ye adorn yourself with that which has no life, and yet suffer the hungry, and the needy, and the naked, and the sick, and the afflicted to pass by you, and notice them not?" Close quote. How great, how strong, how pleasing in the sight of the Lord to be recognized, honored, respected, and not realize in our hearts that true greatness is visiting with the Savior Jesus Christ by helping those who are sick, afflicted, discouraged, homeless, and burdened with crosses. In conclusion, we do not reverence crosses. As stated in the beginning, ours is to carry them with dignity and power. Our right and responsibility is to carry our crosses, and while we're doing it, have the good sense and judgment to count our blessings. These 
phrases you'll recognize. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, Name them one by one as you carry your cross. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings. See what God has done. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. There is an aid. There is a strength, there is a power. When we count our blessings, as we labor under crosses which sometimes seem unreasonable and unfair, but can be for our good and for our strength. I bear special witness to you tonight that carrying our crosses and following him will bring strength, peace, and purpose in our quest for the abundant life. God has made this promise. Carry your crosses with strength, with purpose, and while you do, Count the blessings of God's strength. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You've been listening to the Come Follow Me podcast, presented by BYU Speeches. Please check out our other podcasts of recent speeches, classic speeches, and BYU Speeches compilations on love and marriage, overcoming adversity, by study and by faith, the prophet Joseph Smith, and Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. Go to speeches.byu.edu and click on podcasts for more information. You can also find all BYU Speeches podcasts at your preferred podcast provider.